Hey, brothers. Um, at this point, you might have a little bit of uh, Ed fatigue as it relates to my voice, but um, this is going to be it. But I'm telling you, I, I think um, I think there's going to be breakthrough in these next several moments. And I just, and you guys are ready. Uh, there was a young lady last night uh, who was like, ah, it's, it'll be a little bit hard to connect. There's just more guys here. And I just, I mean, okay, we'll, uh, we'll work out. You know, wanna, okay, I've got to make sure we connect this lady. But the fact that there's fellas here. Come on. Come you on. know, like, I'm just about it. And young men who are hungry, leaning in, taking notes, like, praise God. And let me just tell you, this isn't regular either. This isn't normal for young men who could be out on a Saturday morning doing something else. And you guys are here, and I'm just telling you, man, God's going to meet you here. This is special. Yes. Pastor Hyden, you have an anointing to raise up young men. There's right. just something. Yeah. God brings them. They look up to you, yeah. and their lives are changed because they lean in yeah. to what God is doing through your life. Amen. We'll see that. And so, but see, let me just, man, I'm just... Gonna go. I'm just gonna go. Go ahead, sir. Go ahead. He's he's gifted, he's anointed for the dream that God has put in his heart to come to pass. Y'all gonna have to rise up. Y'all gonna have to become the men that God, when He designed you and He knit you in your mother's womb, He had something in mind for you. And for this walk church and the multiplication, all of this, men are going to have to rise up and Real deal, love the Lord their God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. And when that happens, there is no stopping what God can do. He'll get the family, he'll get the kids, he'll get everybody when he gets the men to take him seriously. And so here you are. And so here you are, and I am going, I'm just, I'm just going to leave it all on the field. I'm not going to hold anything back in terms of now, at this point, trying to equip you to now grow your affections. Unfortunately, I, I, I really, the ending of my message was bringing you to a point of repentance. But it's like, okay, I'm sorry, I know my uh, uh, affections are misordered, but how can I grow in my affections for Jesus? And I'm so glad I can see your faces because those lights, you can't see. Man, I'm just so glad I can see your faces right now. Even with one eye. Come on, somebody. Yes, so, here's how we're going to go deeper today. Three types of prayer, four types of Bible reading, and last but not least, five types of confession. Three, four, five. Three, four, five. Okay. So, let's go. Let's just get into this. Three types of prayer. Inward, outward, upward. Because this is a workshop. This isn't a message. I'm not exegeting scripture. I'm not... Uh, giving a sermon here. We're going to go back and forth a little bit. What do you think inward prayer is? Speaking inwardly, just in, you know, in your soul, prayer Jesus. In your soul, okay. I, I love you guys, and so I'm going to keep it real. That's not the answer. It's okay, but let's keep what else? That's not inward. <laughs> I love you. You know, because sometimes in church setting, it's like every answer is right, like, but that's not what I was looking for there. But it's okay. What else? What might inward prayer be? Prayers for yourself. Prayers for yourself. Not just quite. Development for yourself. Development for yourself. Not just quite. Prayers to yourself. Prayers to yourself. Not just quite. Let me help the brothers out. <laughs> Let me help them out. Inward prayer is prayers of confession and repentance. Okay. 
Psalm uh, 51, I believe, type prayers. Creating me a clean heart of God. Renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, O Lord. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of my salvation. This was David confessing and repenting after he was outed for his sexual sin with Bathsheba. And, and we pray inward prayers of, Lord, forgive me. I'm sorry for what I've done. I'm sorry I looked at that thing again. I'm sorry I drank that much again. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And let me just tell you, these are good prayers. We need to pray these prayers. And maybe on a scale of one to 10, we could even rank each of these three areas. On a scale of one to 10, as it relates to your prayer life, your talking to God, 10 being, man, all I do is confess and repent. All I do is say I'm sorry, and that's a 10. And then if you never talk to God about how sorry you are and how you want to turn from your wicked ways, maybe you'd be a 1 in terms of inward prayer. Now, if, if confession and repentance is inward prayer, what do you think outward prayer is? For the world. There you go. Supplication. Intercession. Let's get the church words out. Asking for stuff. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Asking for stuff. Bless me prayers, right? And so that's on the next slide. Supplication, intercession, that's what outward is. Heal my big toe type prayers. Help the Vegas Knights to win type prayers. Help the, the Niners to win this Super Bowl in Jesus. Bring us a pro football team. Yeah, someone was praying that prayer. Bring us Chick-fil-A, Lord. Chick-fil-A, Lord. Won't he do it? And uh, we're praying for other people. Heal my mama. Heal my daddy. These are good prayers. David prayed these prayers. Save me from my enemies. Protect me. He prayed these prayers. Scale of 1 to 10. How much of that do you do? I think if we're being honest, we mainly live there. We mainly live wake up and you just start asking for stuff. Bless me in my day. Help me do this. Help me on my job. Bring whatever. Now, what are upward prayers then? Praise. There it is. Thanksgiving and praise. Now, what's the difference between thanksgiving and praise? This is nuance. You can tell. I'm all about the nuance. The difference between thanksgiving and praise. Thanksgiving uh, for what God has done. Praise just for who he is. There it is. There it is. Thanksgiving is, Lord, I thank you for your blessing. I thank you that uh, these shoes weren't sold out yet. Come on, somebody. I thank you. I thank you that the money came in just in time, right before the, the payment came out. And I was about to go overdraw. Then, then, then the check came in first. Come on, somebody. I hate them overdrafts. Some of y'all don't know what it's like to be broke, but man, come on, Lord, help me. And so, um, and so we pray prayers of thanksgiving for what he's done, but how often do we just praise him for who he is? And so as we look at these prayers, probably you're more proficient in thanksgiving than you are in praise. And I have got these three categories from Tim Keller's book on prayer, uh, creatively titled Prayer. Um, he breaks it up inward, outward, upward. 
And let me just tell you, I've gone through a revival. I've gone through two revivals in my life, personal revivals. Yes, the sir. first one was understanding the gospel in its fullness, justification, sanctification, yes, adoption, Ooh. propitiation, expiation, understanding the fullness and breadth of the gospel. I was 27, year old, 27 years old, and, and God brought me through a revival. And two years ago, I had my second and it's the revival that led from an awe and wonder for who God is and what God has done and a revival to growing my affections for God. Here's the secret sauce. Growing my affections has not happened primarily through confession, repentance, supplication, intercession, or thanksgiving. My affections have grown for God as I have more often than not praised Him. Using the words that you use towards Jesus primarily to extol unto him who he is. Game changer. Yeah. Game changer. You, you sit here and you say, okay, I want those affections. What Pastor Hyden prayed, I want these affections to come into every area of my life. Praise him for who he is. Tim Keller, he says it this way, if he quotes. We cannot merely believe in our minds that he is loving or wise or great. We must praise him for those things and praise him to others if we are to move beyond abstract knowledge to heart-changing engagement. Praise him. We are more quick to praise a good restaurant that we uh, ate at. No, we are more quick to praise an athlete right. and to extol unto that athlete his virtues than to extol unto the King of Kings who he is and what he's done on our behalf. Before we ask him for anything, not after he's done what we want him to do. Yeah, that's right. C.S. Lewis says it this way, except where intolerably adverse circumstances interfere, praise almost seems to be inner health made audible. I wish I could write a sentence like that. Come on. How do you know how healthy you are on the inside? How frequent is your praise on the outside? If you have an inability to praise him with your mouth, your heart is probably not very healthy. Say it again. Because he is who he is apart from what he does. And you keep saying that. Yeah. I keep saying that. Because it's him alone. Christ alone, cornerstone, not Christ plus. Inner health made audible. How healthy are you? Some of you just need to say, man, I love the Lord. I serve at the church. But because I don't praise him with my words, I'm probably not as healthy as I thought I was. Now, a lot of times in these settings, we quote these White guys, man. So I gotta have to put up some color on the stage. My boy Thabiti. Yeah. Thabiti says it this way. He tweeted this out. Praise God. Don't just say praise God. Go on to extol his character. Exalt him for his work in creation. Marvel aloud at his great salvation. Praise God out loud with specific content. Forget not all his benefits and tell someone. Let his praise continually be in our mouths. And so we see this in the Psalms. Yes, David was sorry for what he did. Yes, David asked for stuff. But you can't read those Psalms without seeing David extol unto God who he is. 
Maybe this is why he was known as the man after God's own heart. Yes, sir. Not for what he did, but for how he praised. Yes. Praised. Now, here's the problem. Maybe we don't praise him as much as we should. Many times it's a language issue. See, if I got in a room with a bunch of doctors, I wouldn't be able to have a conversation with them. Why? I don't have the language around that field. Some of us, many of us, no matter how long we've been in church, we don't have the language around the character and attributes of God. And so you can say he's good, you can say he's loving, you can say he's gracious, but those are like the main ones. And so after you get done with those, what else is there to be said? And let me just tell you, there's a lot more to be said about the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Write down A.W. Tozer's name. He has a book called, two books, The Attributes of God. If you want to get serious about this, spend some time in A.W. Tozer's Attributes of God. Why? So you can gain some language, some vocabulary. Most of us have more vocabulary in our mouths and in our brains towards the things of sports than we do towards the things of God. You can tell me where dudes went to college. You can tell me where, where dudes played and what dudes have done and how many points. And, and if I ask you, give me 10 attributes of God, you might get stuck. So let me help you out. Take the picture. Here he is. Come on, man. This is our God. This is our God. He's infinite. No beginning. No end. He's immense. Whatever your problem is, he's bigger than your problem. Thank you. Whatever your tr struggle is, your financial issue is, he is more immense than what you think is immense. He's good. What does that mean? He doesn't know how to be bad. So even the bad that you perceive as bad in your life is good because it's from him. He's just. Just like in Vegas, I know in Oakland, social justice is important. But let me tell you, Jesus is the one who will ultimately get it right. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Does that mean we don't fight for social justice? No, we definitely do. But we do it with a lightness. Why? Because he's going to get it right when all is said and done. We don't have an accurate view of justice. How do you know that? Because we wouldn't send our sons to die on the cross. God thinks about justice in ways we could never think about justice. How many of you are thankful for a God who's just and who will get it right when all is said and done? I want to talk about wisdom and omniscience for just a moment. Wisdom, you know what that is. The Proverbs, wise, applying knowledge properly in the right situation. Now, here's the deal. He's also omniscient. What does that mean? He's all-knowing. See, this is beautiful. God is both all-knowing and wise. What does that mean? 100% of the time, he applies the right knowledge at the right time to the right situation. Doctors know a lot of stuff, but sometimes they apply what they know incorrectly to the situation. How many of you are thankful that God is smarter than the smartest person that we could ever come across? Why? Because they can't apply all they know rightly every single time. God does. God does. 
No one ever taught God anything. God never has an aha moment. God never has a paradigm shift. God never says, wasn't expecting that. And if you started your day telling God that he was merciful and graceful and omnipresent, you wouldn't have to pray, Lord, be with me today, if you said, God, you are present everywhere. We pray for what we want him to do without addressing him for who he is. If we address him for who he is, you find very little need to ask him for much. You're going to tell me you're going to call him Jehovah Jireh, your provider, and then you're going to stress over rent's going to get paid? Uh, tell him, you are Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Now, of course, you can pray for your rent, but when you say it, it's who he is. He provides. That's what he does. He's faithful. These prayers, like around traveling mercy, I can't even say it. <laughs> People be praying for traveling mercies, like tough, hedge of protection. Okay, I'm not down in that stuff. But let me just tell you, if you say, Lord, you're sovereign. There we go. There we go. Do I want you to get home safely? Yeah, I do. Do I want to get home safely on the plane? Do I not want it to crash? Yeah, I do. I mean, no, I don't want it to crash. But if he's sovereign, even if it crashes, there's something in that for me yeah. in his glory. If you, if, you, if you embrace God's sovereignty, it would change a lot of your prayers. Wow. Because he knows. He knows better. He knows what's best. Transcendent, faithful. Okay. Is this helping anybody? Yeah. yeah. You, want, you want affections to grow? Lean into this. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Prayer meetings. And I know you guys do it. I know you guys do it. Before you start to ask, we just tell him who he is. We tell him who he is. We tell him who he is. And that warms up your heart like nothing else. Okay. We're going to move. But I spent the majority of the time. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go quickly through the next one. But um, I just lean into this. Holy Spirit of God. Just, I, I don't want to push harder then your Holy Spirit just has to do it right now in Jesus' name. Thank you. The truth of the importance of praise, yeah. the truth of the importance of praise continually coming from our mouths, Holy Spirit of God, in only the way that you can, would you supernaturally put that conviction on these men in Jesus' name? You. Praising you is what we were created for. Yeah. We were not created to ask you for stuff. We were created to praise you in heaven. All we're going to do for eternity is praise you. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. If we can't get used to it now, we're not going to like it there. Bring us back to what we were designed for, God. Worship unto you. In Jesus' name. Four types of Bible reading. Four types of Bible reading. Real quick here. Chronological, educational, instructional, devotional. Chronological. You got the Bible app. You just 
Check the box. You feel good after you've done it. Educational. Man, I just love to study the scriptures. I just want to understand. I just I love that. Instructional. I'm preparing to teach something, so I better study this word. All good types of reading. I want to just talk about devotional Bible reading for a minute. I don't want to talk about getting a devotional. Talk about getting a book. Right. Those are good. Those are helpful. I want to just talk about what is devotional Bible reading? Yeah. What is Bible reading where you're not just going through the passages? So you can, some people, I've been there, you, you read the Bible not to see Jesus, not to gain affections. You read the Bible to say you've read the Bible. You read the Bible to feel good about having read the Bible. I'm not reading the Bible to see something. I'm not reading the Bible to know anybody. I'm reading the Bible so I can say I read my Bible. Many times that's chronological, educational. That could be the whole cerebral. If you're a cerebral guy, I just love to study. Instructional. Just, but devotional. Devotional is this. Don't read to get through it. Read to get it through you. Uh, thank you, sir. Read to get it through your heart, through your mind, through your soul. Somebody needs to satisfy. I got through it. I read a chapter. I finished the Bible in a year. Jesus help us. So how do you do it? How do you do it? Let me just... As you're reading your word, this is devotional Bible reading 101. This is just how I do it. I'm a regular dude. I'm, tell, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I click on stuff. I love the Lord. I click on stuff. I teach some stuff. But this is how I read the Bible. One, I pray first. I realize it's a supernatural thing is, is, is happening. Lord, I'm about to. I need to see something that only spiritual eyes can see. I want to hear something only spiritual ears can hear. So help me, Lord, right now. That's right. And so you read, and you read, and you read till something stops you, uh. till something arrests you. Uh. If you don't read a whole chapter and nothing arrested you, you ain't done. You have not had devotions. You have not read your word if yes. you've only read your word. You have not read your word if your word hasn't read you. Uh. And so what happens is you read, yes, and, yes, then, yes. and then something will, will, will take you, and it should cause you to stop. And if you were supposed to read a chapter, don't finish. Just stop. Listen. God, you stopped me here. What are you trying to say? What are you saying? And then, and so what do you want me to do about it? Just stop. And that could be like you open it up and it's the first verse. I only want to read one verse today. Man, if that's the way that God wants to speak to you. Sometimes we stop at the things or we we at that we think we should stop at. Or it looks like we should. No, but if, if wait till it arrests you. I don't know how to explain it. I believe it's the Holy Spirit of God, but wait, wait till something stops you. And press in until something stops you. Devotional Bible reading. The others are good. Can you imagine every day God just arresting you with something? Yeah. Meeting you with something? And let's say you don't read your Bible every day. I, I, I don't read my Bible every single day. I aim to. I want to. Hmm. 
But I don't, I don't, I don't get down on myself for that when that doesn't happen. As long as a few times during the week, this is my, I'm opening up the word and I'm allowing it to read me. Right. And if I'm allowing it a few times a week to read me, to be, you know, other than I'm always talking about the Bible, I'm always preparing, I'm always in the word, but in terms of the devotional Bible reading, yeah. I hope that's helpful. Yeah. We're going to close with this. Y'all ain't ready for this. You don't want this smoke, I'm telling you right now. <laughs> you don't want this. Bring it, bring it. Because what's about to happen, I'm going to give you some categories that you'll never be able to unlearn. So, Lord help us. So, five types of confession. You want to go deeper? Confess your sins one to another so that you can live whole and healed. Pray for one another. Confession. This is a big part of the game. This is a big part of the game for dudes. It's a big part of the game for dudes. If you want to be a man of God, you have to be a real deal confessor. A real deal repenter. Let me take you to the five types, five levels is another way. Absent. It's just not there. Nobody knows. Nobody knows what you did last week. Nobody knows what you did five years ago. Nobody knows the besetting sin that is you're struggling with. Nobody knows. You've made commitments in your heart that I'm going to the grave with this. Some of you have made commitments in your heart. I am going to the grave with this no one is ever going to know. And it weighs you down and it's heavy and you only have so much freedom. What's the mission at walk? Something about freedom to walk in Christ or how do you say Bring it? People to walk. Bring people to walk in Jesus. You want to be free? You've got to repent. You can't have hidden sin and be free. Thank you, sir. Absent ain't going to work. Absent ain't going to work. And you know that. Maybe you know that. So, so you mess with this. You mess with private. God knows. Ain't nobody got to know. Come on, brothers. You've all been there. I told God. What do I got to tell anybody else? My G knows. He knows. It's good. Me and him are good. We already talked about it. He forgave me. He did. Wow. He says, when, when you confess, I'm faithful to forgive. But, but why did he say, confess your sins one to another so that you can live whole and healed? Because confession as a private act gives you forgiveness. But confession as a communal act gives you healing. Do you just want forgiveness or do you also want healing? If you want healing, you're going to have to make it communal. So let's take a look at this. Some of you, all right, I know about communal, but I rock with communal and old. Come on, somebody. When I was young, the preachers, I, I know Pastor Hyde doesn't do this, but other, you know, they just be talking about their old sins. And sometimes I just be wondering, like, come on, dude. 
Like, have you sinned in the last decade? Because everything is like from your childhood. And like, you're more than a conqueror, like all the time. Because it's always just so far behind you. Like, what happened? Like, bring me into something last week. Help me out, brother. Communal and old. And you stick with communal and old because there are no longer any consequences for that type of confession. Wow. So it keeps you relevant, you're open, you're transparent, but it's old because I know if I do it, I can't be removed from ministry, I can't have my wife you know, say nothing wrong, nothing bad's going to happen to me. So I'll stick with some old type confession. Yeah. <laughs> That's so real, though. So real. And brothers, brothers, Jesus wants you to be free. He wants you to be free. This is a, He doesn't want something from you. He doesn't want your confession. Like, give this to me. He wants something for you. Freedom in Christ. Freedom in Christ. So communal and old ain't going to work. Absent ain't going to work. Private confession is good. But that's not the whole deal. Okay. Oh. Oh, I put them both up. It's okay. So some of you then, you mess with partial. Like, yeah, I struggle with porn. Like, once a month. Knowing, knowing you were two to three times a week. <laughs> Why do your timelines get all messed up once a month? Come on, it's like, how often you work out? Come on, why do we exaggerate? You over-exaggerate how much you work out, and you under-exaggerate how often you're clearing the history on your computer. Oh, man. <laughs> you under-exaggerate how often you got to go on the IG and click clear history because of the women that you search. Come on, man. <laughs> So you're partial. Yeah, I still smoke every now and then. I still drink every now and then. But you know you're addicted. You know you can't do without the pill. You know you can't do without whatever it is. And so you give the partial repentance. That's awesome. That's not it. Turn to your neighbor and say, that's not it. Partial repentance ain't gonna cut it. Complete repentance is where it's at. Complete confession. Complete confession is me going to my brother Spencer. After this is this is July 2018, and I'll give you something even more current. I got no shame. No, I got no. I don't got shame in Christ. And so, but let me just give you July 2018. We had just talked about, I've had the besetting sin of pornography. I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to do better. And July up to that point, man, I'm like, maybe 2018 is about to be the first year. Man, I, I don't go onto a pornographic site. Yeah, that, that was the hope. That was the hope. That was the hope. And then I go on a silence and solitude retreat. Like... Like one that the church sends the pastor to go to meet with Jesus. And I rent out this Airbnb. And I start watching Netflix. And I start watching, what's that show? Uh, uh, the Archie Jughead, the remake. 
oh, you don't want to like, oh, like, you don't know what it is. And they remade the Archie show. Whatever, they remade it. Anyways, it, it, it has a lot of sexual innuendo in it. And so what is that? That becomes the gateway to me after being straight for seven months on my silence in solitude Bible retreat going on to pornographic sites. Now I have a choice at that moment. Do I come down from the mountain and, and tell the elders that the, the retreat was great? Or do I let them know what happened? Do I tell them I only was watching that show and then I think I was, I was kind of tempted? Or do I let them know? Nah, man, it led to pornography. And let me just tell you, I did not, because here's what happens. As you have more influence, as you have more increase, the stakes are higher to be a complete repenter, a complete confessor. And so now ministry's growing a little bit, a little bit of platform. Do you think I want to out myself? And by the grace of God, because the gospel is that good and the gospel is that deep, and if I have to be removed from ministry from this confession, then a sovereign God knew better than I did. Yeah. But I want to be free more than I want to be in my position. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be free more than I want to have influence. I want to be free more than I want you to think I am someone who I'm not. That's what a lack of confession says. I want you to think I am who I'm not. So you can't even be loved for who you really are. Do you want to be loved for who you really are? That's how God loves us. And in that moment, I tell Spencer, I tell the elders, and I feel their love for me. And then I feel God's love for me. You want to go deeper in understanding God's love for you? Confess a sin you've never confessed before. And he will reveal himself as more loving, as more gracious than you ever thought. But you thought there was a limit to his grace. You thought there was a cap. You thought, I can't share that I did that again because I promised I never would. But you did. And Jesus says, though your sins be as scarlet, I will make them as white as snow. Do you believe it? So, I confess, 2019, nothing. Didn't go on to a pornographic site. First year since I don't know when. But, but, I haven't even told Spencer this, fresh stuff for you. <laughs> I just bring it Fresh, fresh, complete, two weeks ago. No, like in the middle of the fast. I'm, I'm, I'm in the bed, and, and I'm, I'm on my phone, and, and I just get caught up in some Instagram stuff. My wife is right there next to me. Thankfully, thankfully, by the grace of God, it doesn't lead to anything else. But I was so convicted, and I praise God, I praise God for this. Because back in the day, I wouldn't even be convicted about Instagram because there really is no pornography on Instagram. And so I'm just cool. But man, I felt the same type of conviction for looking at that stuff that I used to feel for pornography. I thank God for sanctification. Yeah. I thank God for sanctification. He's making things ugly to me that weren't ugly to me. Wow. He's making things filthy to me that weren't so filthy to me. Beautiful word. 
And so the next morning, I dealt with it with the Lord just as I would have dealt with it if it was pornography. I said, Lord, I'm sorry. I looked at these pictures, and it was, it was literally three, four minutes. I, was, I wasn't like, it wasn't one of those long sessions. Y'all know, come on, somebody. But I just, the conviction of the Holy Spirit came, and I just shut that thing off. But I dealt with it as if it was adultery. Communal, current, complete. You want to go deeper? You got to go complete. You got to go communal. You got to go current. And you brothers have to receive each other and give the grace of Jesus Christ over your lives. Yes. Push each other to better. Yes. But you can't do it if you don't say nothing. You want it. You want the love of God. You want the community. Confession is the pathway. Types of prayer. You want affections? Go upward more often than not. Four types of Bible reading. Read till something stops you. Linger. Let it lead you. For some of y'all, I know, I know. Y'all can't even think about those two, those two things I said earlier. Because you're stuck. <laughs> you're stuck. <laughs> you're like, nah, man. <laughs> Nah, and let me, whatever you're saying no to right now, it's a lie from the pit of hell. Yes. You better confess it, brother. You better say, you better not leave this room, you better not leave this conference, you better not go through this weekend without pulling a brother aside and saying, this is the real, real. This is what I did. This is what I did. Would you serve me communion? And would you plead the blood of Jesus Christ over my life? Because I want to be free once and for all. If you're here and you know you got to confess something, we ain't going to wild out. You're not going to confess it now. Don't worry about that. But I'm going to ask you to stand. As accountability. If you know you have to confess something to a brother, just stand. I'm going to pray for you. No heads bowed, no eyes closed, because you're going to see each other. So you'll know, I need to confess something. You'll call it out, and you'll be sure, man, let's rap, let's talk. Anybody else? Come on, Lord. Let's take care of business in this place, God. We talk about your gospel all the time. We sing of its goodness. Well, let's, we only believe the gospel to the degree that we repent. Come on, Lord, do it. Give us belief. Help us in our unbelief that your gospel can't cover that thing. Heal us of our unbelief that your gospel cannot be a healing balm over that thing. Thing And that thing that becomes that thing again and again and again. God, help us in our unbelief. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for healing. Thank you for forgiveness. Thank you for blood that atones, 
that pays for, yes, that cleanses us. Yes, Lord. Though our sins, you take it away as far as the east is from the west, Lord. We praise you for a gospel that cleanses us. These brothers are cleansed in the name and the blood of Jesus. Yes, Would you give them the wisdom of who to tell? Right now, in Jesus' name, put a name on their heart of who to tell and then give them the courage to do it. Yes. Wisdom and who, courage to do it by the power of your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Yes. Thank you, brothers. Yes.